Konnichiwa, Miyasan. I'm Kuretoka, United Empire. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Broken Tables Podcast. This is episode number 53. I am your host, Jeffrey Vegas, here with my co-host, as always, our Broken Predictions champion, Rome. How you doing tonight, sir? Doing great, Jeff. Uh, Great job tonight with the intro. Yeah, video's working. The intro came out nice. No coughs, no sneezes. None of that. No forest. It's great. All right. What's up, Big T? Good evening, sir. All right, so, uh, you know, normally we would start off with our Rampage review here, but there was some uh, some news that broke today over on the the Eve front that was just, you know, we I mean, we were kind of expecting it. I think we even said, you know, we, it's going to be coming, there's more coming. But once it actually... Uh, Today after today, news chairman is uh, yeah the chairman yeah definitely not. Um, What's up? What's up, coach? Yeah, what up, coach? Um, you know, so in light of this new uh, news here today, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Rome take it from here. Uh, you, you can start us off. All right, welcome everyone. We are going to be talking about the news that broke at 10:15 a.m. this morning on the East Coast. I was sitting there at work. I was at my desk. It was meant to be a chill Friday where, uh, you know, we were going, you know, we, we were doing a half day at work today. It was supposed to be uh, going out for lunch for an employee, co-worker's birthday. The whole company was going out. It was supposed to be this fun thing, right? And I'm sitting there just trying to get through this half day. And, you know, I'm just chilling, getting my work done, having a great morning. You know, like literally the definition of a picture perfect morning. And then what happens but Vince McMahon happens. And before we get into the details, because we're going to go over all the details, obviously I spent the rest of my morning compiling as much news as I could. Jeff, what is the definition of insanity? Uh, Repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah, I just, you're correct. And I just feel like we're fucking insane. Right? Like, I feel like the entire world, for many reasons, is fucking insane. But, like, let's just focus on the pro wrestling world slash sports entertainment world. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, the Big T saying this is a perfect reason to keep this guy off TV. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, yeah. It's been getting worse for decades. Um, but, you know, enough of my initial reaction because I do have things I want to say about it, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to do all the reporting and make sure that anyone, you know, if you're not in the loop, you're going to be in the loop after this. Yeah. All right. Well, the following is a report from Fightful. Um, again, the news broke from the Wall Street Journal. This is Fightful reporting through the Wall Street Journal. Um, or from the Wall Street Journal, excuse me. Vince McMahon reportedly agreed to pay out more hush money over sexual misconduct allegations. According to the Wall Street Journal, McMahon agreed to pay more than $12 million over the past 16 years to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. 
The payouts reportedly went to four women who were previously associated with WWE. The women reportedly signed agreements that prohibit them from discussing potential legal claims against or their relationships. So, more hush money. So, you know, just keep in mind, the, the original thing that came out earlier uh, in June was $3 million for one girl. Now we have an additional $12 million for four others um, in hush money. That's crazy, dude. It's fucking insane. And it, and it doesn't even, like, it's just another add to the to the list. We went down the list last time yeah. where we just went over all the Vince McMahon shit. Now, just now one I, more thing. Now I can say list. I believe them when they say budget cuts. Now I actually believe them. Yeah, that's what Big T said in the chat. It's like that now it makes so much sense. And like I, I, yeah, I swear to god if this money is company money, man. Oof. Um, no, I mean it's it's too easy to say that it was his money. That there's yeah, it's easy to Yeah, I know. Uh, continuing on, the unreported settlements reportedly include a $7.5 million pact with a former wrestler who alleged that Mr. McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters. The wrestler... And her attorney reportedly approached McMahon in 2018 and negotiated the payment in return for her silence. So, we're going to continue on. So, basically, there's one wrestler in particular, a female wrestler in 2005, who was basically cut. She wasn't resigned. She was demoted. She wasn't resigned because she refused to continue having relationships, sexual relationships with Vince McMahon. Um,. Really disappointed. Uh, I mean, obviously, it doesn't make it okay. I really wish that she wouldn't have done the money thing in 2018. I wish she would have kind of came out with it. That would have been really cool. But, I, again, I can't blame someone for taking that money. It's an yeah. easy $3 million. So, what can hey, you do? Isn't that the same amount that Cody took? Does anybody know? Possibly. Big T is asking who we think it was. I'm personally not going to speculate. I do have my speculations in mind. But, uh, you know whoever it is they don't deserve to kind of be in the spotlight you know it's yeah. it was kind of like with the paralegal thing like people found out her name and leaked it like i'm not going to speculate i mean i think if you look at the talent roster and you look at who was there and who left shortly after i think you can kind of figure it out i mean again yeah. i have my opinion but i'm not i'm not there, doing it to there's two that stand out pretty well that if you go back and look at that character vince was playing which was essentially him playing his real life character. Um, there's yeah. pretty much there's two of them that you can kind of single out. And I, I don't I don't really want to put out any names, but that's who I would go with. Yeah, know? yeah. So we're not going to be putting out any names. I mean, obviously, again, draw your own conclusions. Think who you want to think. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it, it's not a, a relevant part of the conversation. Um, so yeah, another unreported deal reportedly states. A WWE contractor presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of McMahon. She reported re received from him and the alleged and alleged that he had sexually harassed her on the job, according to people with the women's 2008 non-disclosure agreement. Mr. McMahon agreed to pay her roughly a million dollars. Finally, 
it was reported that a 2006 agreement, a former manager who had worked 10 years for McMahon before he allegedly initiated a sexual relationship with her, was paid $1 million to keep quiet about it. The report states, Mr. McMahon's affairs at the company were common knowledge according to former WWE employees. It is undetermined by the Wall Street Journal whether the board probe includes the non-disclosure agreements involving the contractor and the former manager, or how far back the investigation will go. A spokesperson for the board's independent directors declined to comment. Neither Mr. Laurinaitis nor an attorney for Mr. McMahon responded to requests for comment by the Wall Street Journal. On June 15th, the Wall Street Journal reported the WWE board was investigating a secret $3 million settlement that Vince McMahon reportedly agreed to pay to a departing employee with whom he allegedly had an affair, according to the documents and people familiar with the board inquiry. Board members reportedly learned of the $3 million agreement in a series of anonymous emails they received from someone who said the former WWE paralegal was a friend. The investigation reportedly began in April when other, older non-disclosure agreements involving claims by former female WWE employees of misconduct by Mr. McMahon and John Laurinaitis, head of talent relations at WWE. Additionally, the board is reportedly looking at a $1.5 million non-disclosure agreement reached in 2012 with an employee involving misconduct claims against John Laurinaitis. Company spokesperson has said the company is cooperating with the board inquiry. Laurinaitis has been placed on administrative leave with Bruce Pritchard, of course, Bruce Pritchard, taking over as interim head of talent relations. On June 17th, McMahon voluntarily stepped back as CEO and Stephanie became interim CEO um, Vince has appeared on Raw and SmackDown programming since the initial report was published. So that's Dude, the first report I have for you guys. Let's let's take a second to. So how their unpack. stock price does not plummet is just insanity to me. You're replacing one corrupt dude with another who, I mean, for people who are like fans in the wrestling world, like Bruce Pritchard and Laurinaitis, like. That's kind of like a laughing. It's like a laughing stock. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. I don't understand how their stock can not just be plummeting, seeing that that's who they're replacing them with. I think because the stockholders don't look at it in that regards, yeah, true. and it's just. I kind of want to save my thoughts for like to the end of the story, but I'm just kind of stopping to kind of let, you know, people you know, process what I've gone through so far and kind of get your take on it. You know, how are you, how are you feeling about this so far? Dude, I, I'm, I'm actually like trying to figure out how some of this stuff's not illegal to the point of like criminal act. Like if it's not something needs to be done to where these men in power utilizing that power to try to tell someone, you know, sleep with me or you lose your job. That should be statutory. You know what I mean? It should be the same same thing as like date rape. You know what I'm saying? The thing like, is, it, it it practically is, and that's where I kind of get confused here because you know, uh, you know, just backstory for me, I used to be a general manager of a restaurant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, of a very hot, you know, established restaurant um, in, in a chain, and like I was dealing as a general manager with this shit all the time, like a manager like saying stuff like like that. And just like that type of shit was like you're out, like you're fired, like yeah. it, like no zero tolerance to that type of shit. Like number one, me as a person, I wouldn't allow it. And then number two, as a company, that was just that was just like no way, like that's not yeah. gonna fly. 
So the fact that somebody like this, on a, it's a larger scale too, which in my mind makes it worse. I understand money, money talks and money can also keep secrets, but like this dude is forcing his employees to have sexual relations with him. And when they're refusing, he's fucking demoting them. He like, it's affecting their pay rate when they don't do it. And it's affecting their pay rate when they do it. And it's just like, it's disgusting. It's absolutely sickening to me. Yeah, and um, like I said, I, I don't, I don't understand how it's not a criminal act. And if it isn't, we need to turn it into the same thing as date rape. Like that, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so now I'm going to move on to my second report. Um, now this one is more so coming directly from Fightful. Um, this is a uh, this was an update. Gosh, it was probably around. Probably around like noon today, one o'clock today. Um, Vince McMahon is in the headlines yet again as Wall Street Journal learned about additional NDAs tied to alleged sexual misconduct from longtime WWE figurehead Vince McMahon. Upon publishing the story, Fightful was contacted by multiple WWE staff, including some who remained quiet in the past about McMahon's handling of the situation. One told Fightful they wished they'd spoken out sooner and said that McMahon's response would often go from no-selling the whole thing to being defiant. Uh, they also said that after Vince McMahon's pointless June 17th appearance, he returned to the gorilla position and shouted, Fuck him. Seri seemingly in response to the allegations that caused his insistence to appear on television. McMahon has since appeared on three episodes of Raw and SmackDown Total since then. He even made a rare public appearance at UFC 276. He's scheduled to be at the site of SmackDown tonight, which he ended up showing up to SmackDown at 5 p.m., um, PWI Insider reported. Um, when the, uh, the initial Wall Street Journal story emerged, a former talent contacted Fightful, and they said at, and they said of at least one major story would be coming out in the coming weeks, they didn't feel comfortable identifying the story specifically. They, that talent reached out to Fightful again today, confirming that this was the story they were talking about. Um, specifically, the $7.5 million agreement. Yeah. Uh, McMahon's behavior was heavily rumored among the writing team based on those that, he, that Fightful spoke to, though they didn't hear if elements of coercion and NDAs were well known. One former writer uh, Fightful spoke to said that McMahon's relationship would be a half-joking excuse as to why he'd be late to meetings before TV. So, like, these, like, this, like, the company is just making light of this. Like, the, the writers are fucking joking all Vince is late because of his fucking girlfriends. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck, man? It's like... Now, I want to point out what Vince said when he went back to Gorilla oh, after absolutely. SmackDown. People are saying that, oh, he was talking about the allegations. No, he wasn't. He was talking about the fans. He had just gone out and addressed the fans, came back, and the first thing he says is, fuck him. He was talking to us. He was talking to the fans. Fuck him. I'm d I'll never watch another fucking premium live event or another episode of anything from them until he is 100% gone. So Big T saying uh, in the chat, you can see why the storylines and so many people in that company were walking on eggshells and standing on pins and needles for so long. 
there were a lot of talk around this time about Vince's anger. So I understand, right? And I especially understand years ago. Um, however, I, I don't feel that way anymore. Um, anybody that's at that company right now, you are an enabler. You are, like, by doing nothing, by working there, by showing up and just being fucking fine with working there, working for Vince McMahon, making Vince McMahon money, being a spoke on the fucking wheel, you are just as big a problem as anybody else. Oh, wow, um, Big T, that is a perfect comparison. Yeah, That's absolutely. perfect. That is a great comparison. And it's just, like, I have no sympathy for anyone that works in that company. Like, I understand, like, they have to, they have jobs and they have mouths to feed, families to feed. Pro wrestling is a very well, it's, it's a very successful business right now. And there are places to make money like that. Yeah. There are. You know, I mean, AEW is a thing. New Japan is a thing. Even on a smaller scale, you can work in, you know, Impact, NWA, GCW. The independents that are even booming right now. Like, there is a high demand for pro wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand maybe they don't pay as much as WWE does. But there are options out there. Many wrestlers have all, like have even evolved beyond that and they do things like streaming and they're successful they do things like only fans and they're successful there is so many opportunities for these wrestlers in wwe who have built these fan bases up that like needing wwe is not a void thing for me at this point like if i found out that my boss did this shit even a, a percentage of this shit i would not be working there i would literally go seek new employment elsewhere yeah and like it just disgusts me that it's just... And again, this is why he got away with it for decades. is because he was fucking enabled. It was a joke. It was a joke to everybody. And, like, it, it's just... It, it makes me sick to my stomach. I have more thoughts, but I want to continue. Uh, I Let's mean, see. I wish we could see something like the entire women's roster not showing up to work one day on, you know... Somebody needs to make a point, but it'll never happen in that company. You know what I mean? No, I doubt it'll it ever happen will. there. Um, and like I said, I'll, I'm not going to be watching and I may have wrestlers over there that I freaking really enjoy, like Liv Morgan and, uh, Kevin Owens. And, yeah. you know, I will still love both of them and I'll check out clips of them possibly on YouTube, but they will not get a single view of mine or any t-shirt purchases or anything. Nope. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, uh, Everyone that Spike that Fightful spoke with continued to believe that John, John Laurinaitis was done in the company, but believes he has a golden parachute deal with WWE that will likely take care of him. For those that don't know, a golden parachute deal is basically you're getting fired and let go from the company, but you're getting a big, nice payday. You're basically retiring. Yeah, they're going to hand you $20 million to walk out the door. Yeah, they're going to hand you 20 mil, 20 mil and <laughs> say that you were fired and let go and you live your life quietly peacefully with 20 million dollars oh shucks i got fired yeah jesus (laughs) christ i would fucking love a golden parachute (laughs) um everyone at fightful uh let's see female talent had contacted fightful last year upon his promotion back into talent relations expressing their frustrations one higher up told fightful today that johnny ace's ninth life is about to be lost yeah WWE talent have not been available to speak on the record, but the allegations and reports 
uh, about the allegations and reports, but have spoken with Fightful privately and expressed displeasure and extreme frustration with Vince McMahon's handling of the situation. Fightful requests for comment went unreturned by WWE on this matter. Uh, this is based in this report and also Sean Ross Sapp uh, updated later on saying that WWE had still refused to uh, comment once uh, a comment was requested. Um, they also reached out to those close to the situation on the matter. They also reached out to former WWF referee Rita Chatterton, who made rape allegations regarding Vince McMahon in the 1980s. Um, the uh, So that's this report. WWE sent a memo out to staff today saying the Wall Street Journal had published a second story with expanded details on its initial WWE report last month. We want to reiterate that we and our board of directors take these allegations seriously. We've been cooperating fully with the investigation led by our board of directors and will continue to do so until its conclusion. Please note that upon its conclusion, WWE leadership will make itself available to answer any questions you may have. Thank you. And so that was uh, that was what was sent out to the staff today. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> Uh, you know, other than that, there's also some rumblings about John Cena. Originally, there was thoughts that John Cena had... Um, originally, John Cena was supposed to wrestle Austin Theory at SummerSlam. Apparently, that match became off the table. The rumors a few weeks ago were that it was being pulled off the table due to... Um, due to them wanting to do the match at WrestleMania. Yeah. But now there's some speculation going around. Not really... It's not super credible, but there's some speculation going around that... John Cena pulled himself from SummerSlam because of this stuff, you know, and I, I would like to think that that's the case. I mean, because the thing about these stories is they could become public now, but this shit was known weeks ago. Yeah. It's just, it's just how this type of thing works. Um, Big T saying he bet the, the director of Dark Side of the Ring and the CEO of True TV are putting holes through their walls right now for even aligning themselves with WWE. Could you imagine that episode? Oh, Vice. Yeah, Vice. It is yeah, Vice. that'd be crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, <sighs> it, it, that's not an episode. That's a season. You got to do a season on Yeah, Vince that'd be Man. like an entire season. I do think we will get that someday. I, I think I think Dark Side of the Ring is going to do that eventually. Right now, they're kind of on a hiatus because they're trying to figure out like what's going on with them. But I could totally see them like, we just need, we're doing a whole season on Vince McMahon. Like, it's just, we have to. Um. So that was a uh, that was another report that I had, and then let's see what else do I got for us here. I got a report coming from uh, your favorite Jeff. We had a and actually a report from Denise Salcedo today, um, which was go her. She she doesn't usually get these uh, these scoops, but she had a scoop today. Uh, sources reached out to her letting uh, to tell her that the Vince McMahon Netflix documentary has been pulled and is off the programming spreadsheet at Netflix. A source oh, wow. at Netflix confirmed it is no longer being listed on their spreadsheet. Another source at Netflix said, quote unquote, that shit's out of here. Um, another source indicated that the project was already deep in post-production. Several talent had been interviewed. These interviews had been done months ago and millions of dollars have already been spent on the project. Uh, Denise spoke to one of the producers on the project. However, they declined to confirm nor deny this story to them, to her. Damn. Um, so, 
That's a crazy one right there. I didn't know that Netflix completely pulled their biography on Vince. Yeah, the producer of the show has not confirmed nor denied it, but according to a source at Netflix, yes, it is being pulled. Wow. Big T saying, think of the employees that currently work at WWE, WWE headquarters that might be sitting back and weighing their options of leaving the company to talk and have nothing to lose by doing so. Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to, like, people in that company need to speak up. Like, change isn't going to happen unless something's done. And Yo, not just... Joel Joseph, thank you for the subscribe, sir. Our first subscriber with the new uh, Orange Cassidy. That is awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, thanks, it. Joel. Appreciate it, man. Um, it's just, it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me that this is a thing that we have to talk about we like week after week after week i am so sick i'm so sick and tired of talking about vince mcmahon Me you too. know i just uh pro wrestling supposed to be fun and but like this is serious important stuff and i'm going to continue to talk about it. i mean you are too obviously but yeah i'm going to continue to report on this stuff to the podcast and talk about this stuff and i won't stop because if you stop then vince wins um and i'm not gonna let this fucking shit die like this is like this is unacceptable like this is this guy is fucking living like doing whatever the fuck he wants to do and he gets away with it time after time and i don't have faith in the wwe investigation i don't have faith that the board of directors is gonna do no. jack shit about it like all you need to know is you know they got rid of john laurinaitis who did they replace john laurinaitis with fucking bruce pritchard you know it's like it's that Vince McMahon hierarchy still. Like, he's not the CEO, but his daughter's the CEO. Yeah. His daughter replaced John Laurinaitis with one of Vince's two remaining guys. Like, I just... I just don't understand why this is going to continue. Like, because I just don't have faith in this in that system working out. Now, the problem is that the board of directors... They have the power to fire Vince McMahon, despite the fact that Vince has voting power. Um, but the problem, the question is, will the board of directors do that? And I don't know if they will. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just, it's extremely frustrating. It's like, it's just fucking bullshit. I'm so fucking over it. I'm so done with, with this, with Vince McMahon. I, I have a, a thing in life that like oh, no matter dude. how I feel about someone you will never hear me speak ill of people like or wish death on people in, you know or like you know what I mean like gravely speak ill of someone like that if I don't like you I just don't fuck with you but yeah. like you know I can't fucking wait till this man drops dead I was gonna say you don't have to beat around the bush he is no, a human I, that I am okay yeah. with when he passes away like yeah, like, this is not a thing you will ever hear me say about anyone else. Like, and there are people that have, like, wronged me in life, and, like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. hold that. I don't hold that, that kind of shit with me. But it's like, man, the day he fucking drops dead, I'm gonna celebrate. I'm gonna be so happy. Because yeah. this man, like, he's not even a man. Like, like, what kind of piece of shit are you that you have to objectify human beings this way? That you, like, and you get away with it. And it's just, it, we're, we're leaving... We're leaving the confines of wrestling, but it's just like, like it's fucking enough. I'm so yeah. sick of it. He's I, what I, I he's what I, I call. Can't stand it. He's what I call a turd. That's what I call him. 
I don't know. I would go. I would go further. I, oh, I, I mean, yeah, like yeah, but you know, a pile of garbage, pile of shit. Absolutely. Now, here, here's rest- what I'm hoping. I hope that after this, of course, I hope we do not talk about Vince McMahon again until it is about him being fired from the WWE. I want him fired before we find out about more. Because I know there's more. There's not just going to be these four. There's there's going to be more. I want him gone before we get more shit coming out. And Big T hit, a, hit the nail on the head here. Think about employees that work there. If you know anything, you can just quit and go to some news place and be like, listen, I got the story of the year for you. How much are you going to pay me? You know what I mean? Unless they all have NDAs worked into their contracts at the WWE, there's going to be some open mouths coming soon. Yeah, and it's just... It's just fucking awful. Big T saying, growing up, he thought, you know, in the Mount Rushmore of heroes were non-family and friend. Jim Henson, Stan Lee, Walt Disney, and Vince McMahon. And you can't support it. And, like... And that's okay. It's okay to once feel that way. I mean, you know, we didn't know any better, you know, and what's important is big T that, you know, you, you realize it now and you correct yourself and like, it's just fucking bullshit. Like I'm so exhausted about it. And I just also feel so pessimistic. And this is why, like one of the many reasons why, like, you know, we, we joked about it. It's not a joke on the podcast anymore. We have ceased joking about Jeff being a WWE fan. It, yeah. It's just not funny. It, it's just something that's like, it, it's just exhausting that like this company continues to exist and there are people that bow down to him. I was on fucking Twitter today. All right. I'm on Twitter today and there are people on Twitter who are saying, do not defend like Vince McMahon. You should not defend Vince McMahon for these things. And like those people are getting responses they're getting DMs for fucking death threats. They're getting fucking threatened. They're getting fucking cursed out. Like, these re- the the wrestling reporters, the journalists, are getting told that they're biased and shut the fuck up and how dare you say this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, that you are just so blind. You're in this fucking cult. And we called it that last time, and I'm going to keep calling it that. It's a oh, fucking d- cult. Yeah, it's proving it now. It's just absolutely, like... And, like, again, like, I'm on Twitter today, and, like, people are, like, tweeting at Sean Ross Sapp, who, like, he reported it from Fightful. He didn't even break the story. It was the fucking Wall Street Journal that broke the story. And people are just, like, like, oh, you're so biased. You never report on this type of shit when AEW does it. And he's, like, when when does AEW have things like this happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, it, this is a crazy... Just... One of the crazy things about this is that the Wall Street Journal is the one that's, you know, breaking this these yeah. stories. That means that it's somebody inside the board of directors who's leaking this. Like, Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not absolutely. just somebody being like, hey, let's go to TMZ with this info. This is someone who is serious about this. And they went to, I mean, besides the Wall Street Journal, the next you have is the New York Times. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So that's, that that's very true. That's like, it's absolutely somebody in the board of directors. It's probably Nick Khan. I, I, that's Honestly. that's my number one. That's who I believe it is, is Nick Khan. Yeah, a lot of people think it's Triple H. Uh, like, no offense, Triple H. I don't think Triple H has the balls to do this, to do that. If it's Triple H, it's him and Stephanie doing it together. It's not just Triple H. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because um, I mean, like, in 
in a perfect world, we would hope that if Stephanie found out about all this, that she wouldn't care that it's her dad and she'd be like, nah, fuck this dude. Like, and this could be what's happening, but it, it is, is more than likely Nick Khan because he's the next guy in line to take over the company. And then what is he going to do? He's going to sell it to Fox or Disney. Done. Game over. Well, the problem is, number one, I don't consider it game over at this point. Right now, I think we've already hit game over. Um, but number one, like, I don't really fucking, for the record, I don't trust Stephanie McMahon either. That Like, she's in the family. That's, she yeah. knows about this shit. She knows about all this shit. She knows about all the things that her father's done. That's she why I said in a perfect stupid. world, but, you know. <laughs> right. But we're not in a perfect world, unfortunately. Nope. And not so, even like, close, Stephanie right? Stephanie is just... <laughs> Stephanie is just like, like I don't trust her. I just don't. I think she's a part. She's part of the problem. Again, the, that hierarchy that's just fucking been there for decades. It's just they just enable it and they allow it to happen. And Stephanie's one of them. Like when when Stephanie was made CEO, like people were celebrating, and I was like, this is absolutely not a victory. This is not a victory at all. This is this is a puppet being put there. She has always been, you know, on her dad's side. You know, oh, yeah. she is. She's never left the company. She's literally been with the company her whole life. She like, like Make, no. It's just, makes me just wonder. Not... Makes me wonder about Shane. You know, Shane disappeared out of nowhere for a long time, came back and disappeared again, and you know something just never felt right with Shane and everyone else. And I always assumed it was something with Stephanie and Triple H, but I don't even know now. Yeah, no. yeah apparently not. It. it... It wouldn't seem that that's the case. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. But like, mm-hmm. Shane has left WWE so many times, where he just takes like multiple five plus year breaks away from the company. Yeah. Like he left in like two thousand one ish, came back in two thousand six, left in in like two thousand seven or eight, came back in like twenty sixteen, like. And he like and then he left again and then he came back in 2019 whatever it was 2020 and then he left again yeah, just, and it just it always feels awkward it feels like there's something going on backstage and then he disappears and you know just this just makes my brain turn you know what if he was coming yeah. back hoping things were different and then he sees it's the same and he's like all right i'm out later you know yeah it's it's just it's fucking miserable it's such a miserable thing and you know, again, we're, we're going to continue to report on it. Um, I do think we're going to get more. I do think that. I think that these um, these leaks to the Wall Street Journal are very uh, deliberate. Yes. I think. I think you got to look at it that way. It's, it's just it's extremely deliberate, and I I don't think we're going to stop here. I, I really. I don't know if there's any optimism. Like, I just don't think that the board of directors is going to do the right thing. Um, I think that he's there the chairman is of the board. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, actually, that, but... technically, he's not anymore, so we'll see. But the problem is, based off the contract, he. What's up, Juan? Damn, Hello, Juan, Juan, you missed, some... you missed, you missed a bunch of stuff. Damn. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just. I have no faith in the board of directors doing the right thing here and it's so like i'm just going off of the decades of it not getting fixed and just nothing changing um it it's it's depressing it's upsetting and again it's why we don't cover a 
WWE in a weekly sense. We don't cover it in terms of a product. Um, we very like we both love doing this podcast and love doing these streams. We could very, you know, easily talk. You know, if, if we wanted to, we could talk ourselves into doing Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and PLEs, you know, and all that shit. Like we could we could do it, but it's just it's just such a disdain. And yeah. I am speaking for both of us, but I think you'll agree with me. Just a, such a level of disdain that it's like, can't do it. Just can't fucking do it. I mean, until I hear a wrestler speak out from there or something, like nobody has said a word. Nobody has done anything. The only thing I've seen is Sasha and uh, Naomi walking out. You know what I mean? And that wasn't yeah. even because of this crap. Like... The lack of acknowledgement from everyone in the company is what really bothers me. And I don't care if they're afraid of getting fired. So be it. Like, you can't just sit back and ignore this and not say anything, man. It's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I love Liv Morgan and I'm glad she's champion and all, but I will not watch a minute of that programming. It's just, I can't. Yeah, it's just. It's just upsetting. It's disgusting, and again, it, it's the wheel. The wheel's just gonna keep turning, and, yeah. and and I will say this, right? So, like, I understand the merits of like some people needing to report on it because if they don't report on the shows, more people will watch it. So, like, I understand like people covering it. Like, I, I think there was a, I definitely saw an outcry on Twitter today about covering raw and smackdown and wwe and um a lot of people were asking their favorite you know people that cover whether it was fightful or jd or whoever it was you know it's like don't don't cover it like just just don't do it and i understand that you know covering it helps other people not watch so it it, it's not it's a necessary evil and i understand it but at the same time it's just like we just can't do it it's just i mean I, I get it that you want to try to like boycott something or you want to try to get people to stop supporting it and all that. But like asking someone like JD to stop doing raw is like asking him to quit his job. You know what I mean? You're essentially asking him to quit his job. So right, exactly. And, and, and he's actually going to say something about it. He's going to definitely say something about it. And he, I, I can, I can guarantee you he's saying something right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is what it is. It's just, you know, but I, I want to get on over to Rampage here. I think we've uh, talked about this piece of trash enough here. Um, do you so, have anything else you want to add to it? So there was a funny thing that I saw. I'm trying to see if I could find it because I did remember that there was one other thing. Of course, now I can't find it. Um, <laughs> it it's comical. It's it's pathetic, but it's comical. Uh, <laughs> Uh, real quick though, Big T in the chat saying uh, he's sure a lot of legends are no longer in the company, uh, but are on legend legends deals aren't going to talk because they're going to lose money. The legends aren't on deals; they speak up. They're blackballed from the company and they'll never make another appearance. Juan's dealing with a little bit of a headache and a cold today. Didn't catch any wrestling today. At least he's not Vince. I hope you feel better, Juan. Yeah, and um, man, that just sorry. makes me think like the sad part is Vince is still sitting there with billions of dollars in the bank. And yeah. I'm just like that mother. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, the, there was a certain WWE legend who commented on the situation 
let's play a game. I'm going to say, um, let me pull up the exact quote, and you're going to guess who said it. So hold on. Hold on. And don't even make any funny guesses now, because it's going to ruin the whole bit. So hold on. Uh, just talk for a few minutes. Well, just, just so you're aware, I have uh, given Big T a wrench, so he may be throwing wrenches at you for... <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. I'm that that's what I was uh I've been calling for it for weeks now. Yeah, that that's going to be our three mods for now. We have um we got Jordan, we got Juan and Big T. If we start to build up a, a bigger audience, we may add more in the future, but that that should guarantee we have somebody in here every night. So, appreciate you guys always being here. Um so, yeah, thank you very much Juan and Big T, our new our new mods. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. Do you find your quote yet? <laughs> I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry. Just, uh, bear with me. It's all, all right. right. Um, okay. I can't find it. Basically yeah. Booker T is a shill. It was Booker T. I was going to say, it's gotta be Booker T. What a piece he of crap. He was like, oh, I don't know, man. It's above my pay grade. I don't know anything. I just hope we could move past this. Like, No. We don't want to fucking move past it. Like, it, it's... I fucking hate Booker T. It's like, well, I just hope we can move past this situation. Like, no. We don't need to move past the situation. We need to fucking rectify the situation and fix the situation. So that way it doesn't like, keep fucking happening. You're asking me to talk shit on the guy who signs my paychecks. Uh, uh... <laughs> like, I get it. Just don't talk about it then, like, at all. Like, he shouldn't even mention it if he's paid by the WWE, like. Well, actually, usually what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to say, disclaimer, I work for W. I get paid by WWE. You're supposed to do that. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. But they don't do it. All right. Well, let's get on over to Rampage. I am done talking about that, dude. Um. So... We started off uh, Rampage tonight with Kanosuke Takeshita versus Eddie Kingston, man. What a freaking badass match this was. Um, Eddie is becoming another one of those guys who just has an excellent match every single time he's in the ring now. I cannot remember a time Eddie was in the ring that I didn't fucking sit on the edge of my seat the whole time and love the match. So, I... I Overall, this was a great match. However, I'm going to critique it a little bit. I thought that the match started off with really bad pacing. Okay. And I, at first, was really not enjoying the match. I um, I would say the turning point where I really started to enjoy it was the, the German suplex on the apron from uh, Takeshita. Yes. Uh, it, was, it, it, it was a really hard-hitting, brutal match. But just something seemed off for me in terms of pacing. I was watching the match and I was like, this match is actually kind of disappointing me. It's not really that good. But luckily, they come back from the commercial break. They do the the German on the uh, on the apron. And uh, they really turned that match around for me. I, I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, I almost felt like they were slow building the match a little bit. And then, uh, like you said, that spot with the um, the suplex on the, on the, uh, on the edge of the ring on the apron that was brutal and i think from that point on the match just took off um you know i don't know why i wrote this down but kanosuke gives me like these hulk hogan vibes like 
his his drop kick and everything like it's just like this real textbook perfect in like his body type i guess i don't know what it is but for some reason like when i was a kid watching hulk hogan and watching him i just kind of get this like almost like a little bit of a comparison type thing i don't know i think people just naturally want to get behind the guy i think that's what you're yeah. experiencing he's just he's got that factor to him where you just you just want to pull for the guy yeah i agree i agree so uh, a really good spot in this match was um eddie kingston freaking turns kanosuke inside out with a clothesline goes to pin him and kanosuke kicks out at one and the crowd popped huge for that kick out at one um, I, I just love how the crowds are, you know, they're smart. And they know when a kick out at one is like a big deal and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed the crowd here tonight. Yeah, um, absolutely. Crazy ass finish with both of them going back and forth with their finishers and jumping knees and the backhand. And it basically looked like there was a double knockout, but Eddie fell on top of Kanosuke into the pin. Um, I think Excalibur even kind of mentioned that as well. Uh, I really enjoyed the finish to that. That was pretty good. Yeah, again, for me, the second half of the match really kind of saved it. Yeah. Um, Big T saying, if we keep on this trajectory until Punk comes back, uh, having Moxley having these one-off interim ma uh, championship matches, you could definitely see Eddie and Orange Cassidy getting their shots. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I definitely see Eddie versus Mox happening, like, it, it has to happen it's yeah it has to <laughs> yeah um so yeah that was a great match eddie and kanosuke uh up next was statlander and athena with a quick promo um basically saying jade was ducking them uh made a lot of sense actually because jade is like i want better competition and they're like jade we're right here we're right here and i'm like that's a really good point <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it got the job done. I mean, Jade is a heel, and this kind of plays to that that heel tendency that she's dodging the the real contenders. I mean, apart from Anna Jay, she hasn't really defended the title against anyone super noteworthy. I mean, she defended against Layla Gray and then Marina Shafir and a few other uh, uh, women's wrestlers. But I want to say uh, Anna Jay was her biggest you know yeah anna jay's been her biggest challenger in months yeah we so. need to get statlander in there you know actually i think athena should go first and lose and then statlander should get in there and win um she should definitely be the one to dethrone jade so she's I'm of the it. opinion i'm of the opinion that we're gonna see a renaissance of women's wrestling in aw happening soon oh yeah um obviously the news broke about um, Sasha and Naomi being removed from the uh, internal rosters in WWE. Um, some reports were happening that even though that was just done internally, it was done weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Naomi actually tweeted something today. Did you have? Did you happen to see that? I did not. So she tweeted something today. It was a, a graphic. It says, "Built, not bought. Earned, not given. Hustled, not handled." rare not average and you said naomi tweeted that naomi tweeted that and the words built earned hustled and rare are all capitalized all caps and doesn't that spell bear b-e-h-r <laughs> i mean sure it's i'm just uh, so here, here's my thing both of them changed their profiles from wwe superstar 
to say professional wrestler. Did they? If you had any question of whether they were going to continue wrestling, I believe that answers the question. Um, Naomi didn't. Did she not? No. I'm almost positive because JD said that earlier. Maybe it was just Sasha? I'll check. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, check Sasha's for me. But said that they changed it to a professional wrestler, and no. that would definitely say to me that they're coming to the home of professional wrestling, A.E. freaking W. No, didn't, didn't no? do either. I wonder if it was another profile like Instagram or something. I'm not sure. But I know somebody said it. I'll have to I'll have to take a look. Yeah, absolutely. But I do believe I have this feeling that we're gonna be getting uh a renaissance. I I think that Mercedes Sasha Banks is a lock to go to AEW. Um I think Paige Soraya is gonna end up in AEW. And honestly, I think Naomi might end up in AEW. I, I think I, I think she should go out and try to see what she can do and I know that she kind of is remembered as kind of like a WWE girl, but, you know, she deserves an opportunity. She's very talented. And, I, again, I, I think you add these three women to the AEW's women's division, and it's it, it's already a strong division, and it just gets even stronger. So it was on Instagram. Sasha does have professional wrestler at the top of her oh, okay. Instagram. I was looking at Twitter, so. And I can't find Naomi's because I don't know what the heck she calls herself on there. If you go to Naomi's Twitter, I think her Instagram was in her bio, I think. I think. If you want to look that up real quick, I'll, I'm going to take a look at the chats real quick. Yep. Lance Dominguez. What's up, Lance? He's asking how we uh, thought Eddie looked tonight. I thought Eddie looked great. I mean, it was a hard-hitting match. Again, I had some... Uh... Lance said he looked rough. Yeah, I thought that the match was a little rough, too, but he was selling the... Um... Yeah, the blood and guts match from he, nine days ago. He was meant to look was, rough. Yeah, he's selling injuries from blood and guts. Yeah, he was banged up from blood and guts, so that was good to sell that injury. Um, Juan saying that Naomi was on track to have her best year this year. She put on some really good matches. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like, it, I just I want, and this isn't selfish because I, it's not just AEW. I want all of those WWE wrestlers who have worked hard, busted their ass, gotten abused by the system, you know, even the ones that haven't been abused by the system, I would love to see every single person somewhere else. Like, just work somewhere else. Because, like, you, like they deserve that freedom. You know what I mean? It's like, almost all of them. I mean, there are some I don't have any sympathy for at all. But most of them... I, I would wish the best of them and hope that they could maybe one day work somewhere else. I mean, they probably, some of them don't want to. Some of them are able to turn the blind eye to just all the bullshit, you know. But, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. So Naomi and Sasha, both on their uh, profiles for Instagram, says professional wrestler. Well, there you go. Yep. A lot of speculation that Naomi would be done with wrestling after WWE, but, I it mean, is... that's something to go off of. Only it a really matter is. of time. At, at, listen, man, athletes and in social media, it's real. Like when they when they do little things like change their profiles or things like that, like that stuff absolutely is relevant. Like trust me, it happens in all the sports and it happens in pro wrestling too. <laughs> Yo, Juan, that is a perfect uh comparison for Eddie Kingston. He literally like is a character from GTA five. It's great. Yeah, seriously, right? 
All right, next up was a uh, video package for Hook, and I thought they did an excellent job on this Hook video package, man. I, I love these video vignettes, whatever you want to call them. Um, this was perfect for Hook. I love it. Yeah, again, it was a really well-made uh, vignette. We talked about this last week where it was, uh, we have to uh, get some good vignettes going, some good packages, and this was a very good uh, vignette. Big T saying that uh, it's King Rome and six star Jeffrey Vega. <laughs> Vega. I think he just forgot the S. I like it. Six star Jeffrey Vegas. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right. Next up was a uh, match with the Gates of Agony, Tully Blanchard's uh, monster tag team, uh, who it consists of Toa, Leona, and Khan, um, spelled K A U N. These guys are scary, dude. These dudes are freaking monsters. I, I think they're both Samoan or of some sort of, you know, Islander type descent, and they are some scary dudes. Um, yeah. They went up up against Lee Moriarty and Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor champion. I absolutely love Jonathan Gresham's mask. He's got this Cthulhu skull mask. Oh, that mask is so freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool look for him. Yeah, for sure. And then just the opposite, uh, Lee Moriarty's mask looked like a three-year-old made it for him in art class. Uh, really did not enjoy his mask. Normally, he's got a really cool tiger mask. I don't know what that thing was. <laughs> um, so uh, this was a decent match. Um, basically, Moriarty took a beating for like five, six, seven minutes there through a commercial break. Um, we come back from the commercial and we're about to get a hot tag to Jonathan Gresham and he pulls his hand away from the tag and we get a heel turn. Gresham walks away from the ring and hugs Tully Blanchard while they destroy Lee Moriarty. Yep. And he joins a uh, Tully Blanchard enterprises. It was, uh, throughout the match, I was very, uh, I was picking up on little things like just Gresham not being there for the tag sometimes and just kind of his mannerisms. I kind yeah. of saw it coming a little bit, but it was still uh, all the same. It was a great heel turn. Um, it's excellent and really uh, awesome that they did something like this on Rampage because usually with the tape stuff, they try to save all the big stuff for Dynamite. Um, I also really appreciated this, this Rampage episode because it felt kind of like almost like a Ring of Honor show. Like, just, you just got Ring of Honor stuff here and there and... Um, yeah, I thought this was awesome. I thought it was a really cool match, and they're turning Jonathan Gresham heel. We'll see how it goes. And yeah, and Big T saying they're gonna kill it at the pay per view. No, we're getting that match next week on Rampage. Really? That match? What? Oh wow, you're right. I thought for some reason that was gonna be at the pay per view as well. You're right, it was on Rampage. No, which which again? So I was kind of fantasy predicting that we were gonna get uh, Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Brian Cage for the Ring of Honor title. But if he joined Tully Blanchard. That means it's going to be someone else, and I don't know. I wonder who they're going to put against Jonathan Gresham at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, that's a good question. They, hmm. Got to give them somebody good, you know, make people want to buy that pay-per-view. But I think FTR and the Briscoes are already going to make people buy that. So Right, yeah. Uh, I don't want – I did not like Tully uh, managing FTR. Um, maybe if they turn heel again, but I did not like – Tully managing FTR. I think Tully managing FTR was good when they were heels, but like yes. like you said, I mean, 
I, I don't think Tully needs to be with FTR. And I think that they're really positioning Tully to be a meaningful face on Ring of Honor, which is really cool. I mean, so he's managing the world champion. He's managing Brian Cage. And he's managing Gates of Agony, a team that they clearly uh, are going to do something with. You have to, You have to assume, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to do something with those guys. They're they're scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so next up was an Eddie Kingston promo on Jericho, and I know you're gonna you're you're this is gonna be a hot take here. Um, I think Eddie is on Punk's level on the mic right now. I think his um, his last few promos have just blown me away. I fr- Eddie is. He, just, he stepped his game up. That's all I could say. He's definitely stepped his game up. I, I definitely love Eddie Kingston on the mic, and he's excellent. Uh, when I wrote down in my notes for this promo, I wrote down three words. I wrote down powerful, personal, and intense. Um, uh, I think CM Punk, in terms of overall talker, like not just the emotion and the words, but also telling a story, I would still go with Punk. Yeah. Uh, again, bias. Clear, clear bias, understandably so. I get it. It is what it is. It's, it's my guy. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that this was a really awesome promo. And, and he, you know, at the end, he hints to barbed wire everywhere, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So next up was a uh, women's tag team match with Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez versus Kayla Sparks and Christina Marie. I feel like we've seen uh, Kayla Sparks quite a few times. Um, I'm almost positive I've seen her name a few times. So she's starting to become memorable. Um, And I actually think that she may have been over on NXT uh, once or twice. Or I think she might have been the girl that got the kiss cam or something with uh, Angel and whatever. Angel Garza and whatever the other guy's name is. Um, But whatever. Um, They put on a decent match and, you know. I think the uh, point of this match was uh, to show Serena Deeb and Mercedes were kind of button heads. Uh, it was a really quick squash match for these two girls. And, uh, of course, Serena Deeb locks in the Serenity Lock to get the win. Her and Mercedes had an argument about something after the match. And Serena turns on her and locks the Serenity Lock in on a Mercedes. And I believe we're going to have a match between those two for the championship. Yeah, probably. It's probably going to be the match of death before Dishonor. Yes. Um, I would assume that Serena's going to win the title. I would hope so. Mercedes is not good. Again, this was cool because it felt like a Ring of Honor show almost. I was actually really digging it. Like, uh, like, uh, the main event was was my favorite match of the night, but I was sitting here watching this episode of Rampage, and I was like, oh, man, I feel like I'm watching what Ring of Honor is going to be, and it's pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big T says he was really hoping Shark Boy was going to be elite for a night, but you're okay with it. Well, we still when when is Shark Week? Because this Eddie, uh, it, uh, go ahead. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, so I actually really like Serena Deeb. I hope she does take that championship and uh, do something with it. Um, I'm just not a fan of Mercedes. I don't enjoy her matches very much. Uh. You know, it, it is what it is. I just don't feel like she's championship material, but she's definitely, she belongs in the ring of honor, but I just don't think she's championship material. Um, 
So next up, there was a quick interview with Tony Schiavone and Jonathan Gresham backstage. Uh, and Gresham basically said, uh, you know, Tully talked to him a little while ago and he would have been a fool to uh, not listen to him. Can't really argue with him, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think it was a really solid promo. Um, and it, again, it felt like an ROH show. It was really cool. It established uh, yeah. this, this tandem moving forward. Uh, Tony Khan announces a match for next week on Rampage, which we will talk about when we get to the preview. Yep. All right. Next up was our main event, Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nice, uh, with Mark Sterling in his corner. And Dan Housen was also with Orange Cassidy. Um, it was kind of weird. We did the uh, it's time for the main event interviews. And then we did a quick promo with Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. Um, about the match that he's going to have with, uh, you know, Jonathan Gresham there. I thought that was really weird that they put that after the it's time for the main event thing, you know. They did it because they showed the uh, the weekly preview. They announced the matches. Okay. One of the matches was the match for Rampage. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese, man. Freaking... You know, I guess I could say it about him as well. Orange Cassidy does not have bad matches, man. This guy is incredible. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is on a fucking roll right now. This yeah. guy came back from injury, and he's just he's been killing it since Forbidden Door. Um, this is such a fun match, and I I love Orange Cassidy, and I you know with the new th with the new song, which like I know you don't you don't care for it, like the the new song hits really well. Um, I love the vibe of it. I love that best friends come out with him again. Um, I even love Dan Housen coming out with him, and it's just I can't wait for this guy to win some gold. I, I, we gotta get we gotta get Lawrence Cassidy to win some sort of gold. He like the roof is gonna blow off the building when that happens. This guy is just he's so over and he's he's so entertaining. Like you want to talk about sports entertainment? This guy is a pro wrestler who is sports entertaining. He is. He is just a complete package, and I know that most people would probably not agree with that and say, I wouldn't say Orange Cassidy is a complete package, but I am saying that Orange Cassidy is a complete package in terms of what he's trying to accomplish, and it's it's phenomenal. It's just it's so much fun. I have so much yeah. fun watching Orange Cassidy matches. Orange Cassidy is someone who I could watch his matches nonstop. Like even wrestlers that I like, I would eventually be like, all right, I want to see something new. I want to see someone else wrestle. I could literally sit down and watch like Orange Cassidy wrestle for hours and Dude, hours. I could do it and just it, be fine. If AEW on their YouTube channel, if they put every match of Orange Cassidy's back to back to back on a video, I'd probably spend four hours watching it. Like, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I really like the spot where Tony Nese lays out Orange Cassidy, and he's laying there and he's hurt, and he's just like he hands puts his in hands in his pocket. Yeah, while he's on the ground, and Tony Nese is just like, "God damn it, yep. this motherfucker!" Curly, this the father-in-law, was actually watching, um, and I was like, "Watch this! He's gonna put his hands in his pockets, and he's gonna wrestle for like thirty seconds like that." He's like, "No way!" <laughs> sure enough, that uh, was good. Uh, one of uh, my favorite uh, spots well, was the uh, kicks to Mark Sterling's uh, shins, and Sterling kind of like took a second, and then he like reacted as if he got his legs broken in so in soccer. Yeah. He's like, oh god, my shin. Uh. You know, well, you know he's gonna he's gonna sue. Yeah, he's gonna Orange sue Cassidy. Dan Housen. Yep. Uh, Big T agrees. Orange Cassidy is definitely crushing. Uh, Punk not being there for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you, actually. Like, uh, the absence of Punk and Brian Danielson, like, really leaves a hole. And Orange Cassidy is totally fucking there, picking up the ball. And yeah. not running with it, but, like, rolling with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we get some interference from Mark Sterling. He climbs into the ring, and he's about to hit Orange Cassidy with his, uh, I believe he's got one of these things here, his uh, clipboard. And Danhausen actually hops in the ring and rips the clipboard out of his hands and punches him square in the groin. Uh, if you're a fan of um, BTE or any of those other uh, YouTube channels with Danhausen on them, you'll know he's a big fan of a single punch to the groin to end any fight that he's in. So that was gr- that was great. So here's a little something that I learned today, and I don't know if you know this. It's really funny. So if you go on change.org, there is a petition. This petition is on change.org. Mark Sterling posted this as a real petition that you can go and sign. Oh, for the Swerve thing? Uh, yeah, for pass. People against Swerve Strickland. Why would anyone si- sign that? Uh, well, when I had looked at it, there were four signatures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I didn't sign it. It's got to like, be Mark and Tony Nese and then like two other. Oh, dude, that would be great if it was Mark, Tony Nese, Ricky Starks, and Will Hobbs. <laughs> yeah. Big T says, I know this isn't going to happen, but I almost would love to see Mox give Cassidy the rub. When Punk comes back, it's interim champion Orange Cassidy versus heel CM Punk. That would be awesome. I would I would love that. But yeah, probably not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome, though. All right, so after the punch to the groin, Danhausen curses Tony Nese, and he is immediately met with an orange punch. And uh, we get Orange Cassidy with the win. One, two, three. Uh, I love this. I love Danhausen. I love Orange Cassidy. Now, if you would have asked me two years ago, did I believe that they could have two comedy acts? Possibly three, because Mark Sterling is a comedy act a little bit. They had three comedy acts in a main event of Rampage, and it was great. I don't know if I would have said that that was going to happen a couple years ago. You know what I mean? This this, this was excellent. <laughs> Yeah, this was excellent. And all those guys are super talented. I love Mark Sterling. I love Dan Housen. Really love Orange Cassidy. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's good times to be had. It was a good episode of Rampage, and we have some really good uh, wrestling coming up over the next two weeks. Oh, man. You know, we've been saying it, but ever since the Forbidden Door concluded, we've just we've picked up storylines, and we're, we're yeah. steaming along here. It's it's It's... Everybody was hoping that after Forbidden Door we would get back on track, and we're we're definitely getting back on track here. I'm loving it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's it for another uh, great episode of Rampage. Um, what do we have for uh, next week that's confirmed so far? All right, so we actually have quite a bit, which is a nice change because I feel like the last few weeks Tony Khan was kind of playing catch-up, so there wasn't a lot to go off of. Yeah. This week, though, got a good amount of stuff. Number one, we have a match announced for Dark. Now, did you see this? I think I did. It was uh, Pac versus um, somebody from New Japan. Yes, yeah, so Pac will be defending his All-Atlantic Championship against Shota Yumino. Um, and now this is going to be a match that uh, happened at RevPro. Okay. Which I love this idea. I think it makes Dark uh, must-see TV or YouTube must-see viewing. 
um, in a sense that it was the same thing when they started doing these Ring of Honor titles defending on Elevation and Dark. Like, let, let's get some of these titles defended more. And to, to do it this way, because, again, it's been made clear that the All-Atlantic Championship is going to be a traveling title that these wrestlers are going to defend literally around the world. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a perfect idea. Put it on Dark. Put these matches on Dark. Because it's going to be a banger and it's going to be a relevant match. It's going to make people tune in to Dark. Um, really smart by Tony Khan. Really, really smart. Yo, and this gives me a really wild idea here for, you know, Ring of Honor um, where it could possibly land. Mm. So, you know, YouTube has YouTube TV, right? Unfortunately, yes. So now think about there's there's a few episodes of like television shows that are locked behind like a dollar 99 paying for them on youtube what if they made it to where on youtube tv all past episodes and the whole library was free if you have youtube tv because they're already they've already established dark and elevation on youtube i'm just wondering if maybe they would try to do something further with that jeffrey they're trying to get the HBO Max deal going. So if you could I know. fucking not. could you, Like, YouTube TV is trash. I had it. it it's an awful service, and I will never, never get it, it again. <laughs> it, it it was really bad. It wasn't it wasn't worth it. Like, it was worth it when the money was good. Because, like, when it first started, they were trying to get people into it. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk really softly because I'm right up against the mic. We don't want YouTube to hate us, remember? I, I don't. I don't want YouTube to hate this. But the problem is that, and I had YouTube TV. The <laughs> best part about YouTube TV was that it was extremely cheap. And then they raised their prices. And now, it's fuzzy compression bullshit. And it sucks. Lame. It's just, it, it's, YouTube TV is just not good. The quality was really bad. And it just wasn't worth it. And I had good internet. It just didn't work. Well then, so, yeah, never mind. Look, all right, I want us to be on cable TV. I want Dark and Elevation on YouTube. And I want the HBO Max deal. So, no, I don't think it's a good idea to do YouTube TV, Jeffrey. All right. I will I will, I will accept that it is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a good idea. It was only something anyway. when it had Cobra Kai. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Not even sure that's Again, where I watched like it. I think I... Where did I watch it? The problem is, is that they again the YouTube TV wasn't too bad when it was a value, but again eventually it got to a point where they raised their prices and it wasn't a value anymore. Like we literally did the math and we were like breaking even basically because you have to pay for internet still. So we were paying for internet and paying for YouTube TV and we did the math. It was like ten dollars cheaper than having HD cable. Oh, geez. you know, and it just like it more way more channels and just better more consistent quality it just it was a no-brainer yeah i got you to to get back on the court and thank you big t yes that was asmr with king rome please let me know how it was um it, it actually sounded a lot better though i was kind of like man you should hold that thing the whole time <laughs> i mean if you want me to i absolutely will it's I never knew that that mic was meant for like up close. It must be meant for up close like that. So I want to hold it like a wrestling mic where I'm just like cutting a promo. Dude, like you should get it hanging upside down. Kind of like the old school one that the guy had. <laughs> oh yeah. Like this. And in this corner. <laughs> and in this corner. All right. So Not uh, Forrest, this... because Forrest is no longer on the show. 
Yeah, I removed his uh, social media and everything, man. He's gone. Jeff, you're killing it this week, man. Yeah, I agree. You're on your A game. All right, so uh, what else do we got um, for tonight? Is there anything else we got going on? So, that was just dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, Juan. Like Mr. Oh, that's Kennedy. right. You just gave us dark. <laughs> Kennedy. I love Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. no, I did, too. I did, too. <laughs> that was a shame that that guy didn't work out. That was one of the few gimmicks that when he came out, I would actually yell it at the top of my lungs. I would literally be like, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. I would do it the whole time. <laughs> well, for me, I always loved the, uh, when he would stop get close to the mic and be like Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was actually right, back wait, wait. when I watched TNA. Now that I think about it. Oh, wow, really? I think he was Mr. Right. I well, think he was, was Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. He was Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Juan, I don't know what you're talking about. Forrest is, Forrest is gone. Yeah, man. Like, he's gone. He has not. So here's the thing, right? Let's look. All right. We, we can talk about Forrest. Forrest has not answered my calls, you know, and, and I was trying to like, and I've decided that I'm not going to keep calling him. Um, he, he, honestly, he's a kind of a shitty friend because he, he, he beat me in an exhibition and I thought that it was going to be like, all right, you know, GG, you know, two, two friends going at it. I dicked around. I didn't give it a hundred percent. I didn't really try, but I, I, you know, it was fun. I thought we were having fun. I thought we were having fun. Right. Much like, much like Vince McMahon ruining the fun, it would seem that Forrest, Forrest just may be the Vince McMahon of VTubers. Now, not in the sense of it's too far. being in, not, not, not in the sense of sexual harassment, but just in the sense of, in the sense of just being a really shitty friend. You know what I mean? Like, I've been nothing but a good friend to this guy. I bring him on the podcast. I uh, like, you know, he, he was over here for forbidden door weekend. You know, we got curlies shout out to curly best, best food in, in Bucks County. Um, you know, I had him over, I got him food. He didn't pay me back for the food, which was really weird. Like, it's like, I was like, Oh, just Venmo me later, man. And it was, and he never did. And I was like, huh? All right, well, that's just what it is, I guess. So, I, I'm nothing but a good friend to this guy. And for this guy to kind of, like, up and quit, be a sore winner, and, like, just be all around a jerk, like, I'm just like, all right, well, fuck you then, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to appease the guy, in, you know, day in and day out. So I was like, all right, well, that's mm-hmm. that. And so that's that's what's going on with Forrest. I mean, I gave him a week or two to return my messages, and no messages returned. So I oh, accept his uh, resignation. <laughs> well, there you go. See, it's just it is what it is. It's just it. You, you know, it, it sucks when people let you down. You know. All right. So what do we have confirmed for Wednesday's Dynamite? All right, so Wednesday is week one of Fighter Fest. Week it's one. going to be a two-week event. We have Claudio Castanoli versus Jake Hager. The AEW Tag Team Championship three-way dance, triple or nothing as they're uh, calling it. 
the Young Bucks defending against uh, Swerve in Our Glory and Team Taz. So I actually really, really like this storyline that they have going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's almost as if the Bucks are ducking FTR, so they're going to go through this first, and then we got to get them against FTR in the future. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I think it would be cool. I, so this, I mean, that's definitely where we're going. All out, man. We're going all out, and we're going to get uh, Bucks versus FTR, most likely, winner takes all. So Juan thinks this is boiled over. We're going to get Forrest versus Rome in a pro wrestling match. Must happen. I don't know, man. We can't get a hold of him. He hasn't returned my messages. He hasn't messaged uh, Rome back. Hasn't paid him back or anything. So I don't know. Look, the man's a sore loser. He's a sore loser. He's a sore winner. I don't understand like what more I can do. I beat him, and he got upset. And then he beat me in an exhibition match where I wasn't trying. And he got upset. And I just don't I don't know what I can do for this guy. I really don't. Uh, you know, like, uh, as as you can you know, I guess you can't see it because Jeff makes these, uh, the boxes too big, I guess. But, you know, I am the the reigning defending Broken Predictions champion. My Charmander was holding on to the belt for me. And, like, I'm going to keep defending this title. But it's not going to be against Forrest because, you know, if Forrest doesn't want to do business, yes, all hail King Rome. If Forrest doesn't want to do business, then I'm not going to do business with the guy. It is what it is, you know? He, uh... Yeah. So let me tell you another story about Forrest, right? This happened Forbidden Door weekend, right? You know, Forrest, he he comes he comes to my home, and uh, we went to that uh, anime shop you told us about, Franklin Mills, and it fucking sucked, by the way. It was like, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, we hated it. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but I was like, we like I told them about it. We got excited. I was like, yeah, Jeff said this place is awesome. Got there, and it sucked. And it, uh, Forrest was like. Oh, you know, it's all, uh, it's all like, um, not official merch. It's all like fake shit too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, wasn't that good. So I felt disappointed as the host, as the great person that I am, the great friend, the great champion, the great host I am. I felt like I needed to rectify this situation and make it so my guest had a good time in town while I'm hosting. So I take him to my favorite game, uh, video game shop, my favorite retro game shop. Shout out to Classic Game Junkie. It, it's a phenomenal store. Um, I take them there, and you know I'm looking at stuff, and they have Pokemon Rangers for the DS. And I'm, you know, I'm a collector, as we all, we, as we've discussed. And I'm like, oh, I might get Pokemon Rangers. And you know what Forrest tells me? Forrest says, he says, oh, don't worry about it. I think I have it. I have that game. <laughs> you can have it. You don't got to spend the forty dollars on it. And I'm like, you know what, Forrest? You're all right. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's about time. And you know what happens? This motherfucker doesn't even have the game. He doesn't even like, have it? He, he told me he had it. He lied to me. And he doesn't. And it's ridiculous. And, and Big T's saying, poor Jeff, don't worry, brother. You still have the coolest backdrop. I mean, you know, yeah, Jeff's yeah. backdrop's cool. Mine, mine would be cool if I set it up properly. I'm, I'm, I just I'm being attacked by a cat. Uh, Juan saying Rome's Charmander versus all of Jeff's wrestling figures. Who would win? Absolutely, Charmander. Oh yeah, it's if not it even was a like question. that. Uh, if it was like Toy Story style, Charmander would destroy everyone. He's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I would have to yeah. hope that 
I would have to hope Snorlax here would uh win it for me. Anyways, again, enough about Forrest. He's not coming back, and we should stop talking about him. Yeah. And he does owe me for that cheesesteak from Curly's. Yep. But, you so, know, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> what else we got going on on uh, Fighter Fest there? Uh, So we will hear from Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus will be in action. All right. We also have Anna J versus Serena Deeb. Okay. Which this is an opportunity for them to start the Anna J losing, Dark Order losing storyline, hopefully. Hopefully, you know, Dark Order starts suffering a little bit. Yep. Also, Serena Deeb needs the win because she's going to challenge Mercedes Martinez at, at uh, Death Before Dishonor. So hopefully uh, hopefully we get positive from That would be nice. I would love to be positive. I really do love being positive. I don't know. I feel like I come across as like a super negative guy sometimes on the podcast. But like, you know. I love being positive. I don't want to be negative. So hopefully this is, this ends up being good. Um, we will hear from the gun club on Wednesday night. They will, uh, they will answer and explain why they turn their back on the acclaimed, which like when I saw this, like that's my number one segment next week. I'm so fucking excited. I want to see this segment so badly. Um, Big T, I would I would absolutely take Forrest up on that uh challenge. I don't even know if Forrest Forrest isn't even coming over for all out. Like again, like this dude is this dude is being the sorest of sore losers slash winners I've ever seen. Like he <laughs> he just he up and quit the podcast. Like he's got a Twitch channel, but like I'm not going there. I don't want to watch him on Twitch. He's a VTuber, you know. VTubers suck, man. <laughs> um and again, Juan is you, Forrest disrespected me more than once. He lied to him in front of his face and stole money from him. Juan, you, my friend, you understand. Juan, you are the broken tables fan of the week. You know, you're the reigning defending right now. Uh, it was given to you on Wednesday. I don't know why we gave it to you on Wednesday. We should have given it to you tonight, but you are officially you know, the fan of the week. So congratulations to you, Juan. I, I was going to mention that on Wednesday, but I let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I realized I jumped the gun a little bit. I was just very excited to give it to Juan. Thank you for having the, wow. You already had the graphic. Jeff, you are killing it this week. Can I just say like you, you, you've upset me many a times last few weeks, but like he, you know, you're, you're killing it tonight, man. You I had are to step my fire. game up, man. If I'm going to challenge you one day in the future, you know, well, you are going to be the one to challenge me. You're 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 the only man left, so it's going to be you versus me at all out. Which you know that's the way it's meant to be. It's the two, two uh, the two hosts of the podcast going at it. It's, I wouldn't yeah, have absolutely. it any other way. Absolutely. Um, we also have private party versus the Lucha Brothers on Wednesday Ooh. night. I was like private party sighting. I haven't seen these guys in fucking forever. I was like, hey, any any way to get the Lucha Brothers on my television? I'm I don't care who they're facing, and. Private Party are great. I love those guys. So sure. Yeah. All right. Um, and then we have Rampage. We have the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jonathan Gresham defending his title against Lee Moriarty on free television next Friday night. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought they were going to use that at the uh, pay-per-view, but maybe this will set something up for the pay-per-view. Big T asking, are we going to the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Jeff, did you buy the tickets today? No. You son of a bitch. 
Is did they go on sale today? Yeah, they went on sale this morning. Oh, I didn't even know that that was today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we are. Yeah, I mean Jeff would have to see what's available. I mean, it's kind of yeah. That that would take a lot more planning on on my part. To actually, uh, I would have to actually take a look at it and see, and you know. Yeah, that that's a call on Jeff's part. I think we both unanimously both want to go to Grand Slam in September. Yeah. That's that's more of it. Most like ninety percent happening. Uh, Death Before Dishonor. It is up to Jeff. Yeah, we'll definitely be be covering it for sure. But whether we will be there, I'm not too sure. I leave the decision up to you to okay. to you, Jeff. We'll let you know. Whatever you decide is fine. Just make sure you let me know. Okay. Oh, I missed a comment from Juan. What was that comment that was right underneath with Juan? It just disappeared from my screen. He said, "Thanks again. That definitely helped out with what happened on Money in the Bank." And yes, you guys mentioned it on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, so um, was uh, Lucha uh, Brothers and Private Party the last match announced there? Oh, you um, said the Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moriarty, right? I'm hoping that's uh, not the main sorry. event. Sorry, I just got a text message. It's really funny. Um, uh, sorry, really unprofessional on my part. I was, I'm just uh, sorry. It was a really funny text no, message. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah if we do uh-huh. big t will definitely be on the vlog like no doubt if we go we'll definitely meet up yeah definitely um so we uh the last match that we have is uh eddie kingston versus chris jericho uh in a barbed wire death match which i called it death match and yep. i did say that happened uh, barbed wire death match, which get this, it's going to be week two of fighter fest, July 20th. And the, all the members of JAS will be suspended above a shark tank via a cage. Wait, so they're going to be uh, above a shark tank. Yeah. So the members of JAS are going to be in a shark tank above a shark tank in a cage. Cause it's shark week. That's what I thought. So that's where I think we may get to see uh, Shark Boy. Possibly. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, I didn't catch the part about being over the Shark Tank, but yeah, I saw they were going to be in a shark cage, and I immediately was like, "Please tell me that's Shark Week!" Like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be great, man. If they really go all out with this Shark Week thing, I think this might be absolutely incredible. Um, we should do Luchasaurus versus Shark Boy. Dinosaur versus the shark. Yeah, that would be really cool. Sorry, yeah. someone's talking. I'll tell you about it later, Jeff. It yeah, was, you're I'll good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much what we have announced. Um, it's gonna Fighter Fest is gonna be really awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for Fighter Fest. I, I I did think that that was week two, so um, we don't really know much about week two other than the Jericho and Eddie Kingston match at the moment. And All I right. couldn't imagine Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty being the main event of week one. So we should have a pretty good uh, week one. I'd like to see what the main event's going to be. Um, you know, should be a good show. Yeah, definitely. Do you think there will be actual sharks there? I mean, yeah. it sounds like it if they're going to be over a shark tank. Um, how they're going to do that, I don't know. Universal Studios I'm or something. So intrigued by this match, I keep, like I'm so excited for this match on for so many reasons. 
Um, I think there are going to be real sharks there. It's going to be during Shark Week, and also there was a big uh, report a few weeks back that uh, the executives wanted AEW to have some sort of representation for Shark Week because, uh, again, the network really likes Tony Khan and really likes the product, which yeah. is really good for us fans of the show and for pro wrestling in general. Um, and it's... You know they wanted them to be a part of the week, so we're gonna we're gonna have some sharks on dynamite. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see that. That's gonna be really. I cool. can't wait to see like Matt Menard being in a fucking cage, hanging above a pit of sharks. He's just like, "Hey, get me out of here!" Be like an Ace Ventura thing. He falls in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us for tonight. You want to go ahead and uh, close us out? Yes, I can. All right. Well, this has been episode 53 of the Broken Tables podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a like and subscribe or a follow, depending on where you find us. Thank you for listening to us on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Thank you to everyone in the chat tonight. Thank you to our mods, Big T and Juan, a.k.a. the Broken Tables podcast fan of the week, Juan. Juan asking a question while I'm doing the outro. He's saying, do you guys think Dark has already made his AEW's version of NXT, or will it be transformed into that into the future? I would not consider it uh, NXT necessarily. Um, I don't think it's necessarily devel- developmental, um, but it's definitely enhancement of the talent. Yeah, I, I don't consider it um, to be like NXT, because NXT is a completely separate show from their other shows. Dark actually has people from each show on it like yeah so it is more connected to dynamite and rampage than nxt would be to raw and smackdown yeah definitely uh anyway so you can follow us on twitter at broken table show or on facebook and instagram at the broken tables podcast you can follow me on twitter as well Uh, my name my handle is right below me on screen it's also in the bio uh, feel free to follow and have some discussions with me about all kinds of stuff. Video games, wrestling, football, life in general. Uh, we go live on YouTube following every single AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and even pay-per-views. We are on the road to All Out where I will defeat Jeffrey to retain my Broken Predictions Championship. Uh, once again, thank you everyone for checking us out. We hope to see you guys next Wednesday, but until then... See you later. Right on. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Big T and Juan, thank you, guys, our new mods in chat. Everybody, you guys have a great night. Top guys, out.